Today's daf is Nedarim daf Lamed Ches, and we are six lines from the top of daf Lamed Ches Amid Aleph Amar Reb Chama Reb Chanina. Today's daf is being learned to Ilu Nishmas Chayim Malazar Ben Yibadol Chayim Reb Shimshin Aryeh. So Nedarim daf Lamed Ches is a classic daf, specifically because of some of the Divrei Agada that we are going to learn on Ahmed Aleph. In fact, some of the most famous Agadita Gemara and Shas is tucked away right here on Mesechdis Nedarim, Da'aflam Etches Ahmed Aleph. Zok the Gemara. Om Rabchama Rabchanina, Rabchama Rabchanina said, Loi Heshem Moshe, Elo Mipsoltan Shaluchas. Moshe Rabbeinu was an Oisher. Moshe Rabbeinu was a Gvir. How did he become a Gvir? It was from the Psoiles of the Luchay Shniyos. Shenemar, the Pasik says, Psolecha Shnei Luchays Avonim Karishayim. I'm Shen told Moshe, after Moshe Rabbeinu broke the Luchays, that I want you to go and carve out Shnei Luchays Avonim Karishayim. A new set of luchas. And Rab Chama, Rab Chanina Darshind, the words psalacha, that what it means is psalton shalchayehe, the psalas of the stones from which the luchas were carved out. Hashem was telling Moshe, Shabilacha, meaning Shelcha, they should belong to you. So Pashat Psalacha means carve out. But with Darshaning Psal, Milashan Psalas, so that all the Shirayim of the stone that was used for the Luchais were going to belong to Moshe Rabbeinu. These were very, very precious stones, and it's from there that Moshe Rabbeinu became an Oishu. The Marsha says that why are we talking about this? Meaning, what's the connection between the fourth Nadarim to Moshe So he says that the Pshad is based on a Gemara that we learned on Daflamid Zayin Amad Aleph, where the Gemara says that Hashem told Moshe, Ma'ani bechinam, afatem nami bechinam. Just like I taught you the Torah bechinam, so too when you teach Torah, you should teach the Torah bechinam as well. Says the Marsha, if that's the case, you can't say that Moshe Rabbeinu became an oisher from teaching Torah because Ma'ani bechinam, afatem bechinam. Yet we know Moshe Rabbeinu was an oisher. Shtelzich tefraga, how did he make money? So that's where Abcham Abrab Chanina was coming to address, and he said it came from the psoilus of the luchas. Am Rabbi Yisrael Chanina. Rabbi Chanina said le nitna Torah elul Moshe lazari. Originally, when the Torah was given, it was given only to Moshe Rabbeinu and to his descendants. Meaning the Torah was meant really for Moshe and for his offspring. Shenema, the Pasuk says, Ksav lecha, and it also says, Psalacha. says the Gemara, Ma Psalten Shalacha, just like Psalacha we just said, there's a drasha, and the drasha is that the Psalus of the Luchais belongs Davke to you, Moshe, Av Ksavim Shalacha, so too, Ksav lecha means the Ksav is Lacha, that the Ksav of the Torah originally was supposed to be Moshe Rabbeinus. So then why did we get the Torah? Says the Gemara, U Moshe Nag Batevis Ayin, the Nasnali Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu had a Toivas, Ayin, he had an Ayin Toiv, and he decided to share his gift that he got from HaKadosh Baruch Hu together with Klai Yisrael. And it's regarding him that the Pasuk says, Toiv Ayin, who you vayrach, ki nasan milach eldal. Who's the Toiv Ayin? The Toiv Ayin is Moshe Rabbeinu. So at first glance, this Medrash, and this Chazal is a little bit of a plea, and seems to be saying that when the Torah was given originally, it was only given to Moshe the only reason we have it, meaning we as non-descendants of Moshe Rabbeinu, is because Moshe Rabbeinu was Noyak Toivas Ayin, and he decided to share it with the rest of Kal Yisrael. Now, as we'll see, the Gemara is Lamaskana going to say that this cannot be taken literally. The Gemara is going to add a wrinkle and a little bit of a knech to what this really means, and the Gemara is going to get there, not logically, but really through kashas. As the Gemara Master Rav Chizda, Rav Chizda asked the kasha, the Pasuk says, The Pasuk seems to say that Moish Rabbeinu is talking, Hashem commanded me, then, to teach you Torah. So it's Mephurish that Hashem commanded Moish to teach Torah to Kalah Yisrael. So the Gemara says it's not Muchach, because maybe the way you're supposed to read the Pasuk is, Hashem commanded me the Torah, and I decided out of the goodness of my heart, out of my ayin toif, to share with everybody else. Another passage says, Rabbeinu says, Look, I taught you Torah like Hashem commanded me to do. So doesn't it sound like Hashem commanded Moshe to teach the Torah to Klai Yisrael? So the Gemara says, No. Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, I taught you Chukim Mishpatim. Chukim Mishpatim 
that really I didn't have to teach you, that I myself, I decided to teach, it just so happens, and these were, that Hashem had commanded me, Hashem had commanded me and my children to keep these mitzvahs, I rather decided to share it with you, but there's another passage that says, that and really the punchline is in the end of the Pasik, which says, Vilamda So and what's the purpose? To teach the Bnei Yisrael, the Torah. So you see clearly that Moshe Rabbeinu was being commanded to teach the Bnei Yisrael, the Torah. So the Gemara says, again, the same Teretz, Hashira Lechuda. Maybe this Pasik is only referring to the Shira. Meaning, that Pasik, the Shira Azais, doesn't mean the entirety of the Torah. Rather, what it means is Shira's Hazino. It's a Pasik in Parshas Vayelach, and it's referring to the Shira that's coming in the following Parsha, which is Parshas Hazinu. So, Enochanami, Parshas Hazinu was meant to be for Kala Yisrael, but the rest of the Torah, with the exception of that Shira, that was only supposed to be for Moshe Rabbeinu. Freik de Gemara, but how could you say that? It says, Hashira Hazois Yisrael. It says that the purpose of Shira Hazinu is that it should be an aid, it should be a witness for other things. And the way the Rosh and the Ran both explain is that if it's being made on something else, it must be that the and received something else, not just Shiraz Hazinu. So what would that something else be? The Torah. So you see clearly that Hashem tells Moshe, the Lamda Esbenei Yisrael Sima B'fiyem, and this Shira will be an aid for all the other Torah mitzvahs that I gave them. So you see that the Torah mitzvahs weren't given not only to Moshe Vazara, but it was really given for all the Yidin. So again, the question is that Rabbi Yois, Rabbi Chanina said, the Torah of Moshe Vazara, and Moshe Rabbeinu decided out of his Teva Sayin to share with the rest of the Bnei Yisrael. Here we seem to have at least one Mephorosh Apostolic. We were able to wiggle our way out of the others. But for sure, this last Apostolic that seems to suggest not the way to the Gemara says, you're right, Elo, you have to say, Pilpula Ba'amu. What Rabbi Yois, Rabbi Chanina was referring to when he said, is not that the Torah itself was never meant for Bnei Yisrael. Of course the Torah was meant for Bnei Yisrael. However, the pilpul of the Torah, that was meant only for Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe was noyek toivas ayin, and he decided to share it with everybody else. So what is pilpul ba'amu? What does that even mean? So if you look in the Rosh, the Rosh says, Havana v'charifos. What it means is the Havana of Torah and the charifos of the Torah. As if to say, the pilpul, the way we understand it, the raid. That part of the Torah was meant only for Moshe Vizaroi, and Moshe Rabbeinu was noyek, and he shared it with the Bnei Yisrael. So had Moshe Rabbeinu not sheared the pilpul, we would have the Torah, but we wouldn't have had the pilpul, the Havana and the, the Harifos. That's not something we would have had. However, because Moshe Rabbeinu had an ayin toiv, he's a toiv ayin hu yavarach, that's why we end up not only with the Torah mitzvahs, but we have the pilpul as well. Am Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Yechon said, this is the most famous of all these famous Gemaras. Ein HaKadosh Baruch Hu Mashrish Ela al gibar v'asher v'chacham v'anav. Hakadosh Baruch who was only master shchinas. Meaning, in order for someone to be a navi, he has to be number one a gibar. He has to be physically strong. Asher, he has to be a gvir. V'chacham, he has to be wise. V'anav, he also has to be humble. V'kulami Moshe. And we learn all these prerequisites to Nevoah from Moshe Rabbeinu the Avanevim. Meaning, Moshe Rabbeinu was a gibar. He was an asher. He was a chacham. He was an anav. And Mamotzino. It's on Moshe that this is the way he was, so too every Navi would have to check off all these boxes in order for him to merit Hashroi Sashkin. Says the Gemara, Gibar, how do you know that Moshe Rabbeinu was a Gibar? The Chesiv the Pasuk says, that Moshe Rabbeinu took the oil that was the curtain that covered the Mishkan and he spread it out on top of the Mishkan. Moshe Rabbeinu was the one that did it. Who's the Vayifrois? It was Moshe Rabbeinu. The Pasuk says, that uh, the beams that made up the walls of the Mishkan were 10 Amas tall. Now, if the walls of the Mishkan were 10 Amas tall, and Moshe Rabbeinu spread the curtain on top of the walls, and there's no mention of him standing on a ladder, that means he was very, very tall. If he was very tall, he was probably very strong. That's how you know that Moshe Rabbeinu was a giver. Fake the Gemara. How do you know? Maybe he was very, very tall, but he was also very lanky. Maybe he wasn't so strong. Mara says, you're right. You know from the following passage. The passage says, Moshe Rabbeinu, when he came down after 40 days in Shamayim, and he saw the Yidin had worshipped the ego. So the Pasuk says, he hopped on the Luchos, and he threw them down onto the ground, and I broke them. So Moshe Rabbeinu lifts the Luchos, and he literally shatters them. There were six hours long, there were six hours wide, there were three 
thick. And if you see that they were so big and still Moshe Rabbeinu was able to lift them and he was able to throw them, so he say, Meres, he must have been very, very strong. Oh, sure. How do you know Moshe Rabbeinu was a gvir? That we said already. Hashem told Moshe, you can keep the psalus of the luchais, meaning all the extra stone. So you see from there that Moshe Rabbeinu was wealthy. If it was his, these were very precious stones, he must have made money from that. Chacham. How do you know Moshe Rabbeinu was a Chacham? So Rav Shmuel both said, Chamish Mishari Bina world was created with 50 levels of Bina. Moshe Rabbeinu got all of them minus one, meaning Moshe Rabbeinu was like the 49. The Pasuk says, Moshe Rabbeinu was missing a a little bit me'elikim. We've spoken about this in the past. The Moshe Rabbeinu was Madrega, was a Madrega of Memtes. There's 50 Sha'arim of Ketusha and Bina, and Moshe Rabbeinu was Zoycha to the Shar Memtes. Why wasn't he Zoycha to the Shar Nun? And better, if Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't Zoycha to the Shar Nun, then how could anyone possibly be Zoycha to the Shar Nun? See, we always speak out from Rab Tzadik, who says in Pre Tzadik and Parshas Vaschanon that the Shar Nun is for Bali Tshuva. Because the Makim Shabbat Tshuva Oymeid, even the Tzadik Gomer can't achieve. And Moshe Rabbeinu, who was not about Tshuva, so Moshe Rabbeinu reached the highest level that a person that's not about Tshuva can reach, and that is the Shar Memtes. Who can reach the Shar Nun? That's ready for the Bali Tshuva. Either way, that's, you know, Moshe Rabbeinu was a Chacham, Anav, how do you know he was an Anav? The Chesid, the Pasuk says, Ve'ha'ish Moshe Anav Mi'oid, and the end of the Pasuk is, Mikol Ha'adam, he was more humble than any person on the face of the earth. But the bottom line is, Moshe Rabbeinu, we know, was a Gibar. How do you know that? Because he broke the Luchas, which were very, very happy. Moshe Rabbeinu was an Asher. How do you know that? Psalucha, he got to keep the Psalus of the Luchas Nias. Moshe Rabbeinu was a Chacham. He was on the level of Memtes Sharebina. Moshe Rabbeinu was an Anav, as the Pasuk says, Va'ish Moshe Anav Ma'od. Moshe Rabbeinu was also a Navi, and we learn from there that any person that's going to try to attain Nevoah, the first thing he's going to have to make sure he's able to address is he has to be a Chacham, he has to be a Gibar, he has to be an Asher, and he has to be an Anav as well. A lot more about this. Be'ezus Hashem in the raid. Zok to Gemara Vaita. Om Rabbi Yoichan. Me'inyan le'inyan. Very much ba'isa inyan. So Rabbi Yoichan continued and he said, Kala Neviyam Ashirim Hayu. All the Neviyam were Ashirim. Minolan. How do you know that? Mimoisha u'mishmuel me'amos u'miyayna. So from the fact that those four Neviyam were Ashirim, from there we know that all the Neviyam were Ashirim. So it's interesting because in the previous Gemara Rabbi Yoichan said, Ena Kaddish Baruch Mashrish Chinas just from Moshe alone, we know that a Navi would have to be an Asher. Here, Rabbi Yechelen said that all the Neviim were Ashirim, and we know it from Moshe and from Shmuel. We know it from Amos and Meyoyin. So, how do you know it from Moshe? The Pasuk says, Moshe Rabbeinu says, regarding his relationship with his nation, with Klai Yisrael, he says, I never took one Chamor, even a donkey, I never took from the Jewish people. Nasasi is Miloshin. Natalti. I didn't even take one chamar. So the Gemara says like this. What did he mean when he said that? Ibala Yagra didn't mean to say, I never stole. Like I never walked over to someone and said, Give me your chamar. He's coming to talk about how chashiv I am. Literally, I never took someone's chamar without paying him for it. That's a godless Ella. What he probably meant to say was, I never even took someone's chamar. And paid for it. Meaning, I never took something from anybody. Says the Gemara, how is that possible? How could somebody go through life without ever having to take or at least buying something from somebody? Must be, because he was very wealthy. So he didn't have to come on to anybody. So if he needed a chamar, he had a whole fleet of donkeys that he was able to use. Oh, this is a raya, says the Gemara. Maybe the Moshe Rabbeinu was an Aisha. But the Gemara said, how do you know? That's only Mishim Da'anihava. Maybe the reason Moshe Rabbeinu never paid for a, a donkey is because he Pasha couldn't. He was such an Araman. He wasn't going to take it for free. And he couldn't pay for it, Pasha, because he had no money. So maybe this Pasha is not a ride that he was an Oisha. Maybe it's a ride that he was an Oni. Mars says, you're right. How do you know that Moshe Rabbeinu was an Oisha? It's from the Pasha that we've already mentioned twice. And that is Psalucha, that the Psalus of the Luchas belonged to Moshe. Very precious stones. And that's how he became wealthy. Shmuel. How do you know that Shmuel was an usher. We know he was a Navi. But how do you know he was an usher? So the Gemara says, it's learned out from the following passage. It says, Hashem, Meshichoi, Milo Kachti, 
Mi lokachti. So this is Shmuel Hanavi talking, and he's saying something very similar to what Moshe Rabbeinu said. Moshe Rabbeinu said, I didn't take anyone's chamar. Shmuel Hanavi said the same thing. He grabbed the added shar. But the point is, Shmuel said the same thing Moshe said. I never took anyone's shar. I never took anybody's chamar. So the Gemara says, what did Shmuel mean? I bechinam. Did he mean bechinam? Meaning, I never took somebody's thing without paying for it. What? He's so proud of what he did that I never took somebody's thing without paying him for it. What? You're coming to tell me you're not the person that takes things for free. Why is that a godless Elodah? Must be. He didn't even pay for it. Why not? Probably because he had whatever he needed. Mara says, no. Like we just with by Moshe. Maybe it's because he was an Ani. And because he was so poor, that's why he never took anything from anybody. He couldn't afford it. Mara says, right. Now you know the Shmuel was an Oisher. It's learned from the following passage. It says, Utruvasai. Haramasa kisham beisayf. Amar Rava Rava darshan the pasuk kol makim shahalach beisayimoy kisham beisay. Referring to Shmuel was wherever he was, he had his house with him. So meaning he owned things and he would travel with them. So he had more than one set of clothing. Seems like he owned apartments in different places. Wherever he was, sham beisay. He always had a house there. Or he always had his things. How's that possible? Balkarcha. He was someone that was a. A wealthy person, he was a man of means, and that's how he was able to travel wherever he wanted and have his things. Incidentally, this Gemara is a Gemara Masach, this Brachas Yuram Beis, and over there, the context is, the Gemara says that there were two Mahalchim amongst Gedolim. There were Gedolim that would have Hanah from other people, and there were Gedolim that would not have Hanah from other people. And the Gemara says, If somebody wants to come on to other people, Elisha. He could, like Elisha used to. Elisha stayed by the Isha Shunamis. Elisha would take from other people. The if somebody wants his Hanaga to be, I'm not going to take from anybody, that's also a real Mahalach. And how do you know that? You know that from Shmuel. Because you find from Shmuel, and this was a kapeda that he had, he didn't want to come on to anybody. So we just had a Pasik that Moshe Rabbeinu said, and a very similar Pasik that Shmuel said, It sounds similar, right? But Rava says, if you look at the Pesukim carefully, it's actually not the same. said, I never took anybody's thing. What does it mean, I never took anybody's thing? Meaning, I never took a Bechina, that's obvious. Also, I never forced anyone to give it to me, even if I paid him for it. Meaning, I never took. So, I wouldn't take it, not pay you. I also wouldn't take it, by yeah, paying you. But let's say in a regular Mecca if somebody had a store, Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to buy something, could be he would have bought. Moshe Shmuel Aramasi never took, even if the person wanted to sell it. How do you know that? They said, That's Milashin Ratzin. That even Beratzin. And that's even a bigger Madrega. And why is that a bigger Madrega? So the Mepharshim say that the reason is because Shmuel felt that. If he would go and ask somebody, do you want to sell something to me? Even if the person said yes, he was a little worried that maybe the person really didn't want to. And the only reason he's saying yes is because the God Adar asks you, can I please buy this? You're not going to tell him I'm not sure, right? You're probably going to acquiesce. So Shmuel had a sensitivity in this Indian. So therefore, even if the person be a Sayyid was masking, even then it wasn't, you don't find that by Moshe. That's the God Either way. So we know that Moshe Rabbeinu was a Gvir. We know that Shmuel was a Gvir. We have to now figure out how we know that Amos was a Gvir and how we know that Yoyna was a Gvir. Amos, the Pasuk says, Vayan Amos Vayoyme ala Matzio. Loi novi anoichi, loi ben novi anoichi. Famous words. Ki boiker anoichi, uboile shkonen. What does this mean? And the Gemara says, Gimitagum of Yosef, Yosef, who was a big bucky in Targum, he explained, Are Mori Gitiano, I own a lot of cattle, Ushkomenli Beshiflasa, and I own Shkomen, certain types of wood, I own that as well. Meaning, he was saying, I'm a man of means. That was his point. So you see, he clearly is a self proclaimed Gvir, and that's how you know that Amos was a Gvir. Yoina, how do you know that Yoina is a Gvir? The Pasuk says, So we all know the context. Yoina is running away from the Ebishto, whatever exactly that means, and he's going to go on a ship right now. And and the ship is waiting because the next boat isn't really leaving the port for another couple of hours. So Yoyna says, you know what? You're waiting for people? No worries. I'm going to pay for the entire ship. Let's go. He paid for the entire Sfina. How much was this? It was 4,000 golden dinarim. Clearly a lot of money. That's how you see that Yoyna was a Gvir as well. So again, what was Rabbi Yechelen's memra? All the Nevi'im were Ashirim. How do you know that? Because you find four Nevi'im that were Ashirim, and if four, 
then Lechaira, it means all of them. Who are the four? Moshe, Shmuel, Amos, and Yain. One last member of Amrab Yechan. Moshe Rabbeinu used to learn Taira, and he would forget it. So in the beginning, when Moshe Rabbeinu started learning, it didn't go so smoothly. It wasn't so easy. Moshe was harving. He would learn, he would forget. Till the Ebesh to gave Moshe Rabbeinu the Taira Matana. Shemma, the passing says, Vayitain al Moshe kechaloisoy ledaberite, Vayitain zalashem matana. Chazal say kechaloisim alashem kalo, just like a kalo gets gifts. So, so too. Moshe Rabbeinu received the Torah, he received gifts. So Moshe Rabbeinu originally was learning Torah Meshachah until finally the Eivishter gave Moshe Rabbeinu the Torah B'Matana. This concludes the first part of today's daf. This includes, this concludes that gathered the portion of today's daf. So what did we just have? We had a, a few just classic, classic Gemaras. Just to review them quickly. Moshe Rabbeinu was a Gvir and had to become a Gvir from the Psoilus of the Luchais. Psolucha means literally Carve out, but Psoilton Shalchayehei. The Moshe Rabbeinu was Zaycha to keep the Psoilus of the Luchais. We had Rabbi Yisrael Chanina's epic memory that we knit the Torah Elo the Moshe Lazara. That really the Torah was only meant to be given to Moshe Lazara, but Moshe was Noyel Tevis Ayin, and he shared it together with the Klai Yisrael, which Maskana Sagamara means the Pilpul of Alma. That we would not have been Zaycha to the Pilpul. The only reason we have the Pilpul is because Moshe Rabbeinu was Noyel Tevis Ayin. We had Rabbi Yochanan's very, very, very famous memory. Ein Akadosh Baruch Hu Mashrish Chinasay Ela Al Giba. The Asher, the Chacham, the Anav, the Kulan Mimaisha. We have a, a similar, not as famous member for Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Yechanan said that all the Nevi'im were Ashirim, and we learn it from four Nevi'im that we know for a fact were Ashirim. Moshe and Shmuel, Amos and Yaina, and then finally Rabbi Yechanan said that Moshe Rabbeinu, when he started learning Torah, he would learn Torah, but he would forget his learning. Until the Torah was given to Moshe Rabbeinu, and now just for a few brief moments, we are going to return to our regular program, and we're going to learn a little bit of Nadarim, and then we're going to go back to this Indian and speak out a little bit of Reizok to Mishnah. So someone is Mudr Haname Chaveiroi. V'zon es Ishtoi says the Mishnah, if he wants the mother could support the Mudr's wife, Vezbonov and his children, even though by doing that, you're definitely benefiting the Mudr because the Mudr has a responsibility to support his wife, and to support his children as well. Stating that this is something that's going to be okay. So again, Ruvain made a nether, he won't have Hanav from Shimon. Shimon, if he wants, can support Ruvain's wife and he can support Ruvain's children, and it's not considered a violation of the nether. Why not? So the Ran says that the reason is one of two time. Either you could say Pshad is Aliba de Khanan. Who said that he niach ma'isav al karen and really all this is mavriya chari? You're just paying off somebody's chayv. He's not giving the man anything. You're just paying off chayvus, and you're really taking care of responsibilities that otherwise he would be achroy for. In the world of Hanan, that's not a problem. Inami the Ran says also based on sugyas that we saw earlier in the parak, and that is that this person when he's zonis ishtay vezbanov, he's doing a mitzvah, and being that what he's doing is a ma'isa mitzvah, any hana that the mudar hana gets as a result of the Maisa Mitzvah, is deemed to be a Grama Ba'alma. Grama is not a problem when it comes to Mudra Anoli Chaveirai. It's for that reason, it's not going to be an issue. But the bottom line is, the Zonis Ishtoi Vezbanov, Afal Pishu Chaya Bimzainoisim, says the Mishnah, stating that, Veloyazim, however, you can't support as Behemtai. The man's animals. So if you want to feed his wife, that's okay. His children, oichikot. But if you want to feed his behemoth, that's not okay. Bein tmei, bein tyre, and it doesn't matter if it's kosher animals or non-kosher animals. Rebbeleazim, Rebbeleazim said, zanasat you can feed the non-kosher animals. You can't feed the kosher animals. So the non-kosher, you could, the kosher, so they told Rebbeleazim, not bein tmei, what's the difference? He told them, an animal that's tahira, the nefesh belongs to shamayim, right? That's pashat, the nefesh belongs to Shemaim. Over the goof of the animal, Shalai, that belongs to the owner of the animal. Over the Tmeya, as it relates to the Tmeya, Nafsha, Said the Nefesh, Vigufa, and the goof, the Shemaim. In other words, Rebbe Yezah said that I understand that you can't feed a Mudr Hanaz kosher animal. The reason is because when you feed the animal, you're fattening the animal. And being that you're fattening the animal, you're technically giving this person something. 
It's not a grumma. It's not mavriachari. You're physically giving him something. His animal weighed 20 pounds. Now it weighs 21 pounds. That's another pound of meat. That has a real shabbos. That has a real value. So you just physically gave him something. As opposed to a behemoth tmei, a behemoth tmei you can't eat anyways. So being that you can't eat it, so when you feed the animal, you're not physically giving me something. What am I using the animal for? To work. To acker. Right? To be out in the field. So my animal being in the field, what, is worth more because it's heavier? That's not considered, at the very least, a direct tana. What it is, is you're feeding the animal. Really, I was supposed to have fed the animal. That's already a gather of Mavriya and therefore it's not going to be a problem. So, what do you mean? It's so obvious what the chilik is. The chilik is a kosher animal is a problem because there you're actually giving me something. A non kosher animal is no different than feeding my wife and my children. If that's okay because it's Mavriya or because you're doing a mitzvah, so I don't see why this should be different. Even by a at the end of the day, the owner owns the guf. Now, you're going to tell me you can't eat it? Okay, I can't eat it, but I can sell it. You can sell it to a guy. You can always feed it to your dogs. At the end of the day, you're giving me flesh. When you feed my animal, you give me. So if you feed somebody's wife or his children, you're not giving him anything. What you're doing is you're sparing him. You're saving him expenses that he would otherwise have. No, for that you have Hanan or the other far that the Ran says. But when you fatten up somebody's animal, you're physically giving him. You're giving him, you're giving him meat. That already is going to be a problem. Coin to is only a problem with a kosher animal. Coin to Chum is a problem even with a non kosher animal. If someone's mudana from his friend, he's allowed to marry his daughter. So there's a mudder mother relationship, and now they want to be mashadach with each other. So the halacha is, it's okay. What's the case? Meaning, who's not allowed to have enough from who? There's an Edim Shver relationship here where someone can't have enough from the other one, and some shatchan seems to think it's a good idea for, uh, to read the shidduch. But the bottom line is, the question is, is the mudder, the chassan, the one that can't have enough from the shver, or the shver is the one that can't have enough from the chassan, from the edim? Is it talking about where the chassan can't have enough from the shver? Then how could it be mutter? If someone can't have enough from his friend, could the friend give him a shifcha now to go clean the house? No, he's giving him enough. It's a kavachaymer, ben benoish kavachaymer. He shouldn't be able to give up his daughter for marriage. Right? We're assuming now the Ran says that this girl was a naira, or maybe a ktan, even the Ran says naira. So, being that she's a naira, so the father is the one that's being moiser his daughter. So, of course, it can't be mutter. The halacha of the Gemara is, hamudar nami chaveri mutter lahasi loibitoi. Can't be. There's no way that a person that can't have enough from a shver should be able to marry that Shver's daughter to the extent that she's of an age where the Shver is deemed to be the one that's facilitating this marriage. Ella, must be, it's fakert. It's talking about where the Shver can have enough from the Eden. Says the Gemara, I agree with Allah, but it's pshita, it's pshita. Why? Because Gedolim is Amru. You see even more than that in the Mishnah. What the Mishnah says, You see in the Mishnah that a person's allowed to support somebody's wife, somebody's children, even though that other person, the Mudrana, is really And you need to tell me now that it's okay to marry this person's daughter. And the way the Ran explains, the Gemara assumes that the only Chiddush that a person would be able to marry a mudr hana's daughter is because you're going to be benefiting the mudr hana by supporting the daughter. That's where the hana is chal. Meaning, taking care of his daughter, that's not what the Gemara is deeming to be the hana in our sugya. What we're deeming to be the hana is the fact that you're paying the bills, you're supporting. Says so, Dr. Gemara, I know that's not a problem from the Mishnah. Because in the Mishnah, you see that a mudr hana And the Gemara says it even sharfer. It's a kalvachaymer. Why? Madach, a situation where you have a mudar no and the mudar no is married. The mudar no has children. He has a chiv to support his wife and to support his children. Still, the mother can pay the bills. Why? Because mavriyachari, or because he's doing a mitzvah so all that knows So kavuchaymer, if a man's daughter is no longer living in his house, she already got married to another man. With this man, the mother is now the one that's responsible to support her. So for sure, he'd be able to take care of her. 
because it's a mavriach ari and because he's doing a mitzvah. Madach in a case where the mother is responsible for the mezoinus, it's okay for the mother to pay the bills. Certainly where the mother is not responsible. Forget the mother is responsible. He should be able to do it. So the Gemara's cash is what's going on over here. We have a hamemra from Ravuna. What is the case? Is the case where the Edom can't have an offer from the Shver, then it's not true. He should not be able to marry his daughter. And if the case where the Shver can't have an offer from the Edom, I agree with Allah. It's talking about where the Adam can have anah from the Shver. What's the Kasha? So, how you allowed to marry his daughter? He's giving his daughter over to your marriage? No, but beat by Geras. It's talking about where she was already by Geras when he died. She's doing it on her own. She didn't ask her father's opinion. He's not doing anything. He's grabbed invited to the chasana. He's not the one that's doing this. And being that he's not the one that's doing this, you're not violating the netatani This is really this aikimta is a mafurish It's a problem because you're violating your net. However, once she's already by geres and she's getting married in that instance, it's not going to be a problem. If someone's mother, his son, now, as Machlik is showing what this means, we're going to learn Pshat with the way the Ran learns. Rush learns the same way. That is, a man made a nether that he will not have any anah from his son. And not because he's having some sikhsuch with his son. To the contrary. Because he wants his son to sit and learn Torah. And his son was taking care of him. So he told his son, guess what? I'm making a nether, I'm not going to have anah from you. Yes. You can sit and learn. I can't have anah. Anyways, it's like this. We're not going to have a problem. So said Rabbi Yaakov, somebody makes such a nether, if the son wants, he can do certain chores for him. I mean, even though he's not allowed to be him, but there are little things he could do. He could fill up a bucket of water. If he wants, he can turn on the lecter. said, He could even roast for him a small fish. He can give him a koishal shalom. So, you shouldn't be able to give me a koishal shalom, but a koishal shalom is what is it? Here, Bavel, they used to say, Koishal Beis Avel. It's referring to the Koishas that they would drink in a Beis Avel. This is based on the Gemara, Ksubis, Tavches, Amit Beis, where in a Beis Avel they used to drink a lot of wine, too much wine, and there were different takonis that were made about that. But the bottom line is, that's what this Koishal Shalom is. It's referring to the Koishal Beis Avel. Rav Ami, in Israel, they used to say, Koishal Beis Amerchitz. That's referring to the Koishal in a Beis Amerchitz, based on the Gemara, Perakira, Shabbos, Memalaf, Amit Aleph, then in the Beis Amerchitz, the minute was people would drink hot water, incidentally, and they would drink uh, a hot water in the Schwitzi based markets. But the bottom line is, is that the Kois Shel Shalom is either the Koishal based Avel or it's the Koishal based Amerchitz. The Rand says that the reason it was called the Koishal Shalom is indicative of why it's mutter. Meaning, really, a mutter, I know, Mechaber, you shouldn't be able to have, I know. But we assume that these things, shalom. if you're not going to pour somebody this cup, it can come to Machloikis problems. And that's why Chazal said it's mutter. A person that's mutter, is a ladder, feed that person's avodim and shvachos, that are that are kenanim. However, you can't feed his behemoth. It doesn't matter if it's a temeya or if it's a tahira. And that is the sheet of the chachamim in our Mishnah, not the sheet of Rabbi Yezah. It says the Gemara, my time. What's the difference between a person's avadim and shvachos versus a person's behemoth? So the Gemara says, avadav v'shivchosav haknanim leman charusa, or the Ran has a girsa, leman karusa. Regardless, Hatzad HaShavah Shabahenis is that Avodah Metzvachis, you're not going to eat, right? Their job is to work. Okay, so if you feed those people, you're not directly benefiting the owner. However, Behema Leftume Avida, a Behema you feed to make it fatter so that there'll be more meat when you're going to shecht it and you're going to eat it. As a result, if you're going to support and you're going to feed a person's Behema, you're actually in a direct physical way giving him something. As for that reason, this is something... That is not going to be okay. So as it relates to Raid, just to turn the page back to Amir Aleph, and it's hard to pick and choose which one of these Gemaras we should talk about, but the winner is Rabbi Yochanan's Memra, which stated, Ein HaKadosh Baruch Hu Mashrish Chinasai, Ela Al Gibar V'Asher, V'Chacham V'Anav, V'Kula Mimashah. So Rabbi Yochanan said, that in order for a person to merit nevuah, 
In order for a person to merit Hashoi Sashchina, he has to be a Gibar, he has to be strong, he has to be an usher, wealthy, he has to be a Chacham, Balkishrin, the Anav, and he has to be humble. And how do we know all these things? We know these things from Moshe Rabbeinu. It's Yudua that Reb Chaim Velazhina in Ruach Chaim, in his Pirish on Pirkei Yavu, said that it would be very tempting to think that when Rabbi Yochanan said that in order for a person to be a Navi, in order for a person to marry a Shoyes he has to be a Chacham. It doesn't mean he has to have a high IQ. But what it means is he's a Chacham. The way Chazal explained it in the Mishnah of Avis, is that And when Rabbi Yechonon said that in order for someone to merit Hashoyes Hashchina, he has to be a Gibar, Rabbi Yechonon didn't mean that he has to be physically strong. But rather, what it means, he's a Gibar, in the, as in the words of Chazal, Gibar, And Rabbi Chayvelajan said it would be very tempting to think that when Rabbi Yechonon said that in order for someone to marry a Shoyes he has to be an usher. doesn't mean he has to have a high net worth. But what it means is he's a Samech Bechelka. He's an usher. That's a freedom of bench. He said, but the problem is that the Gemara is very not mashma that way. If you go through the Gemara, the Gemara says that how do you know this from Moshe? And where do you know that Moshe was a Chacham Gibar and Asher? We know he was a Chacham because he married Memtesh Aribina. We know he was a Gibar because he was physically able to pick up the very heavy Luchais. And we know that he was an Asher because Psalachab Sultan Shalachem. He was Zaycha to keep all the Psalis of the, of the Luchais. So you see clearly that the Makar, the Chacham Gibar Asher, is from physical attributes. That Moshe Rabbeinu was a physical Chacham, a physical Gibar, a physical Asher, and that's the Makar that every Navi, So if that's the case, ask Rabbi Chaim Velazhina, he says, what's the Pshat? It seems to be so not Yiddish. In order for a person to reach the Spitz in Avodah Hashem, in order for a person to reach the highest level of Dveikos Hashem, the level of Hashroyz Hashchina, the level of Merkava, the level of Nevuah, you have to be physically strong, you have to have been born about Kishrin, and you have to be wealthy? What's the Pshat? He says, the Emes is, that really the only thing that a Navi had to be was an Anav. That's the only thing he had to be. Chacham, Gibar, Asher, Anav. The only thing really he had to be was an Anav. However, the Anava that the Navi had to have had to be a Shlemus de Ganava. And the only way the Anava would be Beshlemus is if this person had a Yetzirah and he had a Nesoyen to be a Balgaiva. Someone that has no Nesoyen of Gaiva, even if he's an Anav, his Anava is something, but it's not the real Shlemus de Ganava. The only way a person can be deemed to be a real humble person is if he's a person that you would think has with what... Right, he has with what to uh, really be about Gaiva. And Afal Pikain, he controls himself, he overcomes his Yitzhahara, and he knows how to keep perspective, and he knows how to remain humble. So said Reb Chaim Velazhin, that it's for that reason the Navi had to be a Chacham, he had to be a Gibra, he had to be an Asher. He had to be a Chacham, which is something that ordinarily can lead a person to Gaiva. He had to be a Gibar, which is something that ordinarily would lead a person to Gaiva. He had to be a Gvir, which is something that ordinarily would lead a person to be a uh, Baal Gaiva. And Afal Pikin, he had to overcome himself and not be a Balgaiva. If he's going to be an Anav, despite the fact that he has all those Milois, that Anav is real Anav, and that's what Rabbi meant to say. So he has to be a Chacham Gibar Asher, not because of the Milo of Chachma, Gvura, and Ashiras. The Milo that we're heading towards is Anav. However, in order for the Anav to be a real Anav, he has to have Milois. And those Milois are Chachma, Gvura, and Ashiras. If somebody checks off those three boxes and he's still an Anav, that's the Spitz Anav. But really, really, the one Madrega that Rabbi Yechonon was describing when he said that the Kotzke Rebbe used to say that the Gemara says in Megil, that why did Ebesh to give the Torah in Har Sinai because it was the lowest of all the mountains and to teach us that Torah requires Anava so the Kotzke Rebbe said that if the Ebesh wanted to teach us a lesson that Torah requires Anava so why did he pick the smallest mountain a mountain a Sparta mountain he should have gone to the deepest valley called everybody there given the Torah so like this you would know that Torah has to be Dafki in Amakim Namach so the Kotzke Rebbe said that for a valley to be an anonymous nishkan kuntz. A barg to sign an anonymous dos is a kuntz. He said, A barg mitzativa is grace. And you're a mountain and Afal peak and you hold yourself small. That's anova. And that's why the Abish depict our Sinai. Because that's where you see the real message of anova. But the bottom line is the way Rabbi Chaim Velazhina understands the words of Rabbi Yechanan, really the criteria for a person 
to become a Navi, the criteria for a person to merit Ashroi Sashkin is one thing. What it is is a novel. And this is, I think there's another Gemara that according to one Manda Amar anyways, says this Mufurish. That's a Gemara of Dezart, Avchafam Abeis, it's another classic. The Gemara says, Amr Rapinchas Ben Yar. Rapinchas Ben Yar is said, Torah Meviel the day Zahiros. When a person learns Torah, it's going to lead him to the Madreg of Zahiros. Zahiros, if you come to the level of Zahiros, Meviel the day Zrizos. I'll bring you to Zrizos. Zrizos Meviel the day Nakios. Nakios Meviel the day Precious. Precious Meviel the day Tyra. Tyra Meviel the day Chasidos. Chasidos Meviel the day Anova. Anova Meviel the day Yeraschet. Yeraschet Meviel the day Kedusha, Kedusha mevilu de Ruach HaKodesh, and Ruach HaKodesh mevilu de Tchias HaMesim. If this price sounds familiar, it's A, because it's famous, and B, because the Sefer Mesil Susharim was based on this price. And essentially what the price is saying is that there are different levels of Avedus Hashem. It starts with Torah, and it goes all the way up to Kedusha. And once a person reaches Kedusha, at that point, he's at the summit of this mountain, and at that point, he's Zoycha to what? Rashi says, what does it mean, Ruach HaKodesh? L'hashroi's olav shechino. He's zoicha to hashroi's hashchino. But if you go weiter in the Gemara, the Gemara brings two manda amrim that had a different nusach in what the seder of these madregas are. The Gemara says, Rav Chizda said, that the highest madrig is not Kedusha, that's the way the Brisa has it, and incidentally, that's the way the Ramchal has it, in the Sefer Mesil Sisharim, but rather the highest madrigo is Chasidos. And then the Gemara says, Upligid Rabbi Shua ben Levi. And both of these timeim are not like Rabbi Shua ben Levi, I'm Rabbi Shua ben Levi, Rabbi Shua ben Levi said, Anova Gedoyla Mikulon, that really the highest madrigo is the madrigo of Anova. In other words, according to Rabbi Shua ben Levi, what's the Spitz in Avodah Sashem? It's Anova. And what happens when a person achieves the Madrega of Anova, when you come to Anova, Anova's Mivia, Lidei Ruch HaKodesh, which Rashi says, Belishoyne Yazov, and Avodah Zara, Chavon Mibes, Lahashroi Salav Shechin. In other words, Rabbi Shua ben Levi, I think, is saying word for word what Rabbi Yechanan is saying in Nedarim Lamed Chesam and the way Rabbi Chai Velozhin was Mazbered in Ruach Chaim. And that is that if a person wants to merit Lahashroi Salav Shechin, a person wants to be Zoycha, that Akash Baruch Hu should preside over him, what does he need to do? He needs to come to the Madrega of Anova. He has to have Torah, which is going to lead to the heroes, which will bring the Zrizos, which will bring the Nekios, etc., etc. And when you're going to come to the Madrega of Anova, now you're going to be at the Schmitz. And that's what Rabbi Yechon said in one word. He said, you want to know what you have to do in order to be Zoychat HaShoyim Sashchina? Anova. What does it mean, Anova? Learn Mesilos Yisharim. It's not so easy. But the point, you go through Seyed Mesilos Yisharim, Anova's G'dayim Mikulan, and you're going to come to the Madrega of Anova, that's when you're going to be Zoychat Ruach HaKodesh, which means the Hashem of Shechina. Now, Yechon added a Kinech. He said, Anova has to be a Shlemus to Ganova, which means, number one, you have to go through all the Madregas of Mesilos Yisharim, but in addition to that, you also have to be really tempted with the Nesayin of Gaiva. And the way a person's tempted with the Nesayin of Gaiva is with Chachma, Gvura, Shiras, any one of those three is a very formidable temptation, all three tzazamen, that's next level, and if a person is a chacham, and he's a keeper, and he's an usher, and still he's able to stay in Anov, so now already he's on the madrig of Anova, he reached the top, and that's Mevi'ah, I was thinking that the Psukim and the end of Parshas Ba'aloischa talk about the Lashon Hara that Miriam and Aharon spoke about Moshe Rabbeinu. And the Pasuk says, etc. Then the Pasuk says, that Moshe Rabbeinu was the humblest of all people. And then the Pasuk discusses how Hashem reveals himself to Moshe and Aaron to Miriam, and he rebukes them for speaking Lashon Hara. And he says, Miriam, you equated the Navu of Moshe to the Navu of Sharon Aviyam, Avdi Moshe, etc., etc., Aspaklaya Meira. How could you even think to compare the two? They're on completely different levels. So this is really the end of Parashas Paloischa. It starts with the Lashon Hara of Miriam, and it ends with the parasha of the Navuas Moshe, Loikein Avdi Moshe, which is really the Abish's response to the Lashon Hara that Miriam spoke. If you look in the Rishonim, they all ask that the Pasik, Vahish Moshe Onav Ma'od, Mikala Adam Asher Alpnei Adama, would seem to be a little bit misplaced. Miriam spoke Lashon Hara, Moshe Rabbeinu was the Onav Mikala Adam, Hashem rebukes them. Why are you speaking Lashon Hara? And how do you have a right to compare Nebuah's Moshe to the Nebuah of Sharon Avim? So Shtalzach the Shaila, where does this Pasuk V'ish Moshe Anamayid Nekal Adam HaShal Pnei Adama come in? What does it have to do with anything? It's the last Pasuk of the parasha that talks about the Lashon Hara of Miriam, 
Which means it's the last Pasuk before the parish of Nevoah's Moshe. Maha Kesher. So the Rishonim say that the reason the Pasuk said this was to show how Chamer Lashon Har is. Miriam spoke Lashon Har about Moshe Rabbeinu. Did Moshe Rabbeinu care? For Ish Moshe Anav Ma'od Mikol Adam Asher Apnei Adam. He didn't care. And Afal Pikin was so serious. So it's a Meris Lashon Har is so terrible. And Valoy Dvarim Kavu Chaymer. Madach he speak Lashon Har about Moshe. Didn't care. Can you imagine if you speak about Lashon Har about somebody you ba'avod the person? How terrible it's going to be. Abelafia. Now could be you could say another Knech that that Pasuk is the last Pasuk of the Lashon Har of Miriam, like the Rishonim. Say. But it could be it's also Akdama to the next parasha, the parasha that talks about Nevoas Moshe. We're about to learn that Moshe Rabbeinu was the greatest Navi to ever live. That's the whole parasha of the end of Baalaischa. You know what the Akdama to that is? Why was Moshe Rabbeinu Zaycha? It's because for Ish Moshe Anav Ma'od Mikal Ha'adam Asher Al Pnei Adama. It's because Moshe Rabbeinu was the greatest Anav to ever live. And Anavas Mivila De Rocha Kaidish, like Rashi says in the Vedas Arda Fchafa Mibes Lahashri Salav Shchina. And that was Rabbi Yechonim's member in the Don Lamed Chesam and Alf Inak Kadosh Baruch Hu Mashchan Sel Chachan Gibur Asher for Anav. Really, the Nakudas Anav, because that's really all that matters. It's all about Anav. But the bottom line is, is that that's the Hakdama. You want to know why Moshe Rabbeinu was Zoichet to be the Avon Avim? Moshe Rabbeinu was Zoichet to be the Avon Avim precisely because Moshe Rabbeinu was the Anav Mikol Adam. It's interesting. The Gemara says in Mesechtis, Saita Daf Hei Again, the theme of today's daf is classic Gemaras. Any person that has Gaiva, Amra Kadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem says, Me and him can't live in the same world. Hashem says, I can't be in the same world as a Balgaiva. Incidentally, not everybody knows this, but the Gemara brings an Ikadamasila and Mesapri Lashon Hara. There's an Ikadamasila that say that Hashem says regarding someone that's a Mesaper Lashon Hara, you have to know what that means, but regarding Mesapri Lashon Hara, me and him can't even be in the same world. It's Nifla. The Onov merits Hashroi Sashchina. The Balgaiva. Now he doesn't have Ashrei Sashchin. Hashem says, me and him can't even be in the same planet. We can't be in the world together. So really, how much Ashrei Sashchin a person is going to be zaychah to depends on his level of gaiva and anava. If a person's an anav, where he's a chacham gibber v'asher, and still he's an anav, he's an anav in the brice of Rapinchas ben Yarasans, where he went from Tyra to Zahiros and Zrizos, etc., etc., and he climbed the entire mountain, and he's at the pinnacle, and he's an anav, he becomes a navi. He gets a shoy on that level. If someone's a balgaiva, as a shtick gaiva, this person, David, I can't even be in the world together with this person. And everybody else presumably is somewhere in between. But the bottom line is, this is the spectrum. You want to know what's on the North Pole and on the South Pole? You have, Hashem says, I can't even be in the same world as the Balgaiva. And the Umazed, the says that, oh, you're an Anav, you're Betachlis Anav, you're a Chacham Giber Asher, and you're an Anav. That person, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Mashrish Chinasli, that's the ingredients, that's the prerequisite for a person to be Zaychet in But the Emes is, there's another Nakud over here that I think is worth exploring. Very much me'inyan le'inyan ba'oseinyan. And it's something that we've touched upon over the years. Abba ve'in be'smedrish below to fire chedushim. And that is, the Gemara says in Masechtis Tainis, Dav Zayin Amad Aleph. Another classic. Rab Chanina Bar Yidi said, Why is Tyre compared to water? And it's referring to Tyre. I'm going to teach you. Just like water. If you put water in a makam gavaya, it goes down to a makam namach. The Tyre only has a kiyam on someone. That's enough. And the Gemara continues along with that thing. Another Gemara that makes the same exact point. We know Torah is leiba shamayimhi. Says the Gemara. Rav Amar Rav said, "What does it mean? You're not going to find Torah Any person that has gaiva, literally, he's like the shamayim that's in the high heavens. Such a person is not going to have Torah. In other words, in order for a person to be zeichet to Torah, you have to make sure." That this person is not going to be a Balgaiva. To the contrary, he's going to be an Anav. Torah requires Anav. The question is why? What's the Shaykhs between Torah and Anav? Now, that's Pashid. Anav is a very important Midah. Ramban says in his Igeris that it's the Midah Toiva, Mikola Midah is Toivas. And we know that there's all the Dvarim Shatayr Niknes Behem. So there's a lot of things that are important to King and Atayr, things that maybe you wouldn't necessarily intuitively relate to Torah, which are 
first glance seems to be uh, an intellectual pursuit. Uh, but the Emmet says, you see Chazal went again and again and again, and they emphasized this correlation between Anova and Torah, and I think it's Tzaruch Talmud. Maybe you could say, Pshat, Ubehektim, a Gemara Masechtis Bava Basra, Dafyud Beis Amadalaf, another classic. Omer Rabbi de Menchaifa. Rabbi de Menchaifa said, Miyayim Shechar Beis Amikdash, from the day that the Beis Amikdash was destroyed, Nitla Nevuan Menanavim, the Nevu was taken away from the Nevim, Vinitno Lechachamim. And it was given to the Chacham. So, Miyayim Shechar Beis Amikdash, Akash Baruch, who took away the Nevua from the Nevim, and he instead gave it to the Chacham. The Chacham Soifer, in the last Shuva in Eirachayim, it's Simon Reish Ches, it was written to Reb Tzvi Hershchayes, had a debate where Reb Tzvi Hershchayes had to understand this Gemara. And really, it wasn't so much in how to understand this Gemara, but it was how to understand a very, very famous Lashon Arayvit. The Arayvit is in Hilchas Lulavitz, Perik Ches Halacha He has a Machlikas with the Rambam regarding a certain Halacha related to a Hadas, it's in Hilchas Lulav. And the Arayvit says that I know my Pshat's right. You know I know? Because Kfar Hoifia Ruach HaKoydes Bebeis Midrasheinu. Because we have Ruach HaKodesh in our base Medrash, and because we have Ruach HaKodesh in our base Medrash, I know that my Pshat's right. I know it from the Ruach HaKodesh. Now, Reb Tzvi Hashchayis took that to mean that the Ravid said there was real Ruach HaKodesh in the base Medrash of the Ravid. And the emphasis, the Chidon, the Shem Agdoilim, where he talks about the Ravid, incidentally, there were three Ravids. But when he talks about the Ravid, the Bala Sogas, right, not all the Ravids are the same person. But when he talks about the Ravid, the Bala Sogas, and the Rambam, so he says that we have a Kabbalah that this Ravid was Zoycha to learn with Eliyahu Navi. And one of them recurs. He brings is this lashon arayvit. And this is something that you find similar to shayinus in other places as well. The Ravid says in Ilchas Beis Abchir. So you find the Shprachim from the Ravid, and Reb Tzvi like the Chida, said that that's the Pshat. Abed Chasam Soifer said that I disagree. I don't think that's the Pshat. So what then did the Ravid mean? What the Ravid meant was as follows. He meant to say that in his base Medrash, they were Zoycha to a Ruach Hashem that presides on Oiske Teirah Lashma. Asher Zoychin Lechavin or Emes. These are people that are Zoycha to be Mechavin the Emes. Afiluim Lefi Teva Chachmas on the Sichlon. Lo Yasig Yudem Tashiyah Kuzu. Mikomach Lodesh Baruch Hu Bechaz Dayod Chachmas Lechakim Lefisha. Says the Chassam Soifer, you find throughout history that there were people that would learn Torah and they would merit to understand learning on a level that transcended their Kishroinus. So in Kishrin, they could have gotten up to here. But because of some siyata deshmaya they had, they shtayed the learning way beyond their kishroinus. We've all seen this. It's a fact. And says the Chassam Soifer, where does that come from? It comes from a special Ruach Hashem that resides over the Oiske Torah Lashma. And he says, that's what the Ravid meant. Ravid didn't mean Eliyahu Navi was whispering into his ear, this is the Pshat and that Hodos, and go tell the Rambam, your Pshat is right. Somebody meant. What he meant, it's What he meant to say was, is that in Arbeit Smedrish, there's a Bzundar siyata deshmaya. We have a Smedrish of people, and I'm telling you, they're, they're writing Chedushe Torah, they're stelling way beyond their level of Kishrin. And you see from there that there's a special Ruach Hashem, there's a special Siyat Hashemai that they have. Said the what's the Makar to the Ravid? It's that Gemara in Baba Basra, Daf Yud Beis Aleph, where the Gemara says, Miyem Shechar Beis Hamikdash, the Nevuah was taken away from the Nevian, and it was given to the Chachamim. What's this Nevuah that the Chachamim have? Chachamim have Nevuah? Atuvasa de Nevuah. What is it? Where is it? They have Nevoah? What? Chachamim have Nevoah? Says the Chacham Soifer. If you look right in the Gemara, the Gemara said, Amr Abaya. Abaya said, Teda. I'll prove to you that the Chachamim have Nevoah. The Amr Gavram Rabba Milsa. Sometimes you find a Gavram Rabba says a Pshat. And he was Mechavim to another Gavram Rabba. How's it possible two Bali Kishrin said the same vart? Imam said the same exact tarots. How's that possible? Well, probably because it was a Nevuah. And the Abish told it to this Tamil Chacham, told it to that Tamil Chacham. But on my Rava, Rava told Abaya, my Kushit, that's a Kasha. Maybe they like the same level Bal Kishrin. They had the same shot. Because two people are Mechavan to each other doesn't mean they both had the same dream. Doesn't mean they both had the same. Elamar Rava. So Rava said, I'll tell you how you know it. The Omar Gavar Rabba Nulsa, because you find the Gavar Rabba sometimes has a Pshat. 
Rabbis Amram Mishmeid Rabbi Akiva Ben Yosef. And you find that people are Mechavan to Rabbi Akiva. How does a person come to Mechavan to Rabbi Akiva? Right, today we would say, how's a person Mechavan to Rabbi Akiva Eger? But this is Rabbi Akiva the Tan, Rabbi Akiva by Yosef. How's a person come to Mechavan to Rabbi Akiva by Yosef? Elamai, it must be, it must be Navua. So said the what's this Navua? What? Which Chacham ever had a Navua? And that's why he was Zoycha to be Mechavan to Akasha, or to say a Vart, or to say a Teretz. The Teretz says it's not Navua in the traditional sense. It's a different type of Navua. It's a Navua where the Abishta gives people that are Oiske, the Torah, the Shema, he gives them a special Ruach that they should be Zoycha to things. He says, the Mishnah says, He says, you know what the Dvarim Harbei are? It's Pesichloi V'chachmasoi. These are the Dvarim Harbei that the person is Zoycha to. Right? V'loyoid. But before the V'loyoid, what's the Zoycha L'dvarim? Right? That's what the Mishnah says. Zoycha L'dvarim Harbei. V'loyoid. What's the Dvarim Harbei? Otudos in the Dvarim Harbei. That a person is Zoycha to a Nevoah. Says the Chesam Soifer. There's two Dinim in Nevoah. There's Nevoah's Hanavim and there's Nevoah's Hachachamim. Nevoah's Hanavim is the Nevoah that the Nevoah used to get. Where the Abishu would reveal himself to a Navi and he would tell the Navi whatever he wanted to communicate to the Navi. But then there's something called Nevoah's Hachachamim. Nobody told you anything. But there's a special Ruach Hashem. And that Ruach Hashem is Beged in Nevoah. And that's what the Gemara meant in Bava Basra, Dafi Bezam and Aleph. And that's what the Rav meant in Periches, in Hilchas Lulav. He was referring not to a Nevoah in the sense of the Nevoah Sanavim, but he was referring to a different type of Nevoah, Nevoah Sachachachachim. The Emes is, this Chesam Soifer is Mefurish in the Ramban. In, on the Gemara in Bava Basra, Dafi Bezam and Aleph, Ayin Sham, it's Mamish Mefurish that. The Ramban uses this lotion. He says, It comes from some level of Ashroi Sashchino. Demis says, I think that once we internalize this concept of Nevoas HaChachamim, it opens up the door to understand a lot of things that you find in the Chazal. Tyra comes from Eretz Yisrael, as if to say that the Makar, there's more Tyra in Eretz Yisrael than there is outside of Eretz Yisrael. Why? It's because Eretz Yisrael is a Makam of Ashroi Sashchina. And the Nevoas HaChachamim component of Tyra, that's something that's more susceptible to achieve in Eretz Yisrael than it would be in other places. Avira de Eretz Yisrael Machkin. Hani Bavloi Tepshoi. Where do these things come from? What's the pshat? The pshat is because avada, you can use your kishrin in chutzlar, it's just like you can use it in Eretz Yisrael. But there's an element of Torah that's nevuah sachachamim. And nevuah is misuyim, more to Eretz Yisrael. Right, the nevuah, the nevuah sachachamim was only in Eretz Yisrael, it wasn't in chutzlar. There was some nevuah that had nevuah in chutzlar. It's a cheskel and it's a whole chiddush, how they even had nevuah in chutzlar. Chazal talk about this. But really nevuah had to be in Eretz Yisrael. That's nevuah sachachamim. But nevuah sachachamim also, and if it's more Masuin to Eretz Yisrael, that's the Pshad and all these different things. We always talk about Malka Vesareh Bagoyim Ain Torah. That when the Yidden went into Golos, so the Goyin and the Marsha say that not only did they lose the Amud of Avoida, but they lost the Amud of Torah. That's Sheyibana Beis Hamikdash B'mheru B'yameinu V'Sein Chalkein V'Sarasecha. Why when we went to Golos did we lose the Amud of Torah? Where did Golos impact Torah? It's because we left Eretz Yisrael. We lost a certain level of Hashroi Sashchina because Shchinta Begalusa. So, Shchinta Begalusa. So, Avad, in terms of you using your Kishin to come up with a verb, maybe you didn't lose that. That we lost. And because we lost the Vuasachachamim, that's why it's Malkavis Rebbe Agayim Ain Torah. But Al Kapanim Lefiza Yechloimar, Lefiza Yechloimar, that could be that's the Pshat. The reason Torah requires Anova, the Gemara Tainis Davzayin Amad Aleph, Lamanim Shal Torah Lamayim, and the Gemara Nerevin Non Hey Amad Aleph, Leiba Shamayim He Like Timotze Bemi. You're not going to find it by people that act like they're in the Shamayim, they're in the Himlin. What's the Oimek Advarim? The Oimek Advarim is not that a person can't learn if he's a Balgaiva. There's plenty of Balgaiva that know how to learn Gan's good. That's not the Nakuda. But there's a certain Madrega in Torah that you can't get if you're a Balgaiva because there's a certain 
Pshut, the Madragan Torah, for that, you need Nevoah. Not Nevoah Sanavim, you need Nevoah Sachachamim. And that Nevoah of Ena Kadosh Baruch Hu Mashrash Chinosai. Elo, that requires Anova. And just like Nevoah Sanavim requires Anova, so to Nevoah Sachachamim requires Anova as well. Either way, this is the Aura. Here are the two Isafas. The first Isafa I found, Mamish Besiata de Shmaya, in the Sefer Menucha Shalom from Rabbi Yaakov Chaim Soifer Shlita. This is in Chelik Pes. It's in Simin Samiches. He says a Dover Niflitz not Shaykh. And it's on a Pasik in Eich, a Pasik that we just quoted a second ago. The Pasik says as follows Tabu Ba'arat She'arel, Ibad Vishiba Birichel. It's better with the Nigin. Malka Visarel Bagoyim Ain Taira, Gam Nivieho Loy Matsu Chazay Meashem. Gam Nivieho Loy Matsu Chazay Meashem. After the Khurbin, Sir Mios, that even the Nivieh. They had no more nevuah. the targum. This is the targum on the pasuk in Eicha. What does it mean? Gam neviyeh leimatzu chazam Hashem. Af neviyaha ismena minhoin ruach nevuas kutsha. Gam neviyeh leimatzu chazam Hashem. Even the neviyim was ismena minhoin ruach nevuas kutsha. They didn't have nevuah. V'lo is amar lahoin piska nevuasa mikadam Hashem. And they weren't told nevuah. So again, the pasuk says gam neviyeh leimatzu chazam Hashem. It's a real briskadik. Vozok the targum. Af neviyah ismena minhoin ruach nevuas kutsha. Number one. And number two. Vlo isam alohim piskam nevuas and mikadam Hashem. Freik, Rabbi Yaakov Chaim Soifer. It sounds like the targum touched the pasuk twice. Right? The targum is supposed to touch the pasuk once, not twice. Imamish touched it twice. Kam neviyah leimot sumchazam Hashem. What does that mean? Af neviyah ismena minhoin ruach kutsha nevuas kutsha. Number one. No, but two places, I'm going to kind of awesome because it means the same thing. It's all Aramaic, but it means the same thing. There was no Nevoah. So if there was no Nevoah, why would the Targum touch twice that there was no Nevoah? This is Rabbi Yaakov Chaim Soifer's Kasha. He brings that he saw, he found this Kasha in the Shefa Chaim. The break kite's not shy. He found it from the Kloisenberger Rebbe in one of his Sikhs in Shefa Chaim and he said, Abshad. But he says, I'm going to tell you what I think the Pshad is. He said, the Pshad is because it's Mavur in the Ramban above the Bastard a few days of Manal. Then the footnote on the bottom, they mitzayin the Chsam Soifer in Tshuva Reish Ches. That there were two types of Nevoah. There's Nevoah Sanavim and then there's Nevoah Sachachomim. Nevoah Sanavim, these were Nevoah. That the Chaloim, the Ebeshu would come to them, they would be in a trance, some meditative state with all the prerequisites and the Achunas and Hashem would come to them, he would tell them something. But there's another type of Nevoah. Nevoah Sachachomim. That Nevoah, we still have a shtickle today. The Nevoah was taken from the Nevoah, was given to the Chacham. Nevoah Sachachamim still exists. That's a different type of Nevoah. David doesn't talk to you, but that's the Nevoah that you have. You feel it in your heart, where you know something as being Emes, where you could say a Pshat, where you could be Mechavim to Kiva Bar Yosef or Kiva Eger, where you could say something that's above your pay grade. So, how will you come to it? What Shaykh is? How do you come to say such a word? It's Nevoah Sachachamim. Rabbi Yaakov Chaim Soifer, that the Targum was teaching this Pasik, Gam Neviel, Matsu Chazam Hashem, that after the Churban we lost Nevoah. Which Nevoah did we lose? Tanti Bemashma. Number one, Af Neviyah, Ismana Menoim Ruach Nevoah's Kutcha. It was withheld from us, that Ruach that we used to have. That's Nevoah Sachachamim. That was something that Yid once said that we didn't have anymore. Additionally, and there was no Nevoah that was talked to us, that was communicated to us. Which Nevoah was communicated? That's Nevoah Sanavim. There were two Nevoahs. There was Nevoah Sanavim and there was Nevoah Sachachamim. And both of these Nevoahs were lost after the Chorban. Nevoah Sanavim completely was lost. Nevoah Sachachamim. I mean, it was only on a madrega, but that's the two taichin. It's two taichin because neviel is tarti b'mashma. It's the neviim and it's the chachamim. It's nevuas neviim and it's nevuas chachamim. The embassy doesn't say this, but it's poshit. That's the hemshach of the pasuk. Tavu ba'aret sharel ibad v'shibar berichel malka v'sarel b'agoyim ein tyra. When the yidden went into galus, it was malka v'sarel b'agoyim. There was no tyra. We didn't just lose avoda. We lost the tyra. Why did we lose the tyra? Walking the base medrash. Go anywhere. There's no Torah. Walk the base medrash kavaya. There's Torah. So what does it mean? There's no Torah. It's gam neviel like matzul chazam Hashem. That's where it was lost. It was lost that avadus of the Torah. Oh, but the Torah is more limited to our capacity. And it's true. I'm all nitno lechachamim. Oh, but malka v'zareba gaming Torah in the nevuas hachachamim. That's where the hefsud was. That's where we lost that. That's the hemshech. What was the malka v'zareba gaming Torah? It was gam neviel like matzul chazam Hashem. That's where it was chal. But that's the first of the two Hisafas. The second Hisafa is, and we'll end with this. Everyone knows the Gemara Masechtis Sanhedrin Daflamid Vavamid Aleph. 
The Gemara says that Mimois Moshe Rabbeinu va'ad Rabbi lo'imotzinu Torah v'gedula b'makam echad. The Gemara says from the times of Moshe Rabbeinu to Rabbi Danasi, you didn't find anywhere Torah v'gedula b'makam echad. Then the Gemara continues and says Mimois Moshe Rabbi ad Rav Ashi lo'imotzinu Torah v'gedula b'makam echad. From the times of Rabbi and Torah Rav Ashi, again we don't find anywhere Torah v'gedula b'makam echad. Faith, Gemara, what do you mean? There was this Tana and that Tana. But Lamaskana, in the final analysis, there are three people that go down in history as being true Torah Vigdul B'makam Echad. It was Moshe Rabbeinu, it was Rabbi Yehuda Nasi, and it was Ravashi. What did they have in common? So we always speak out from the Torah Chaim that the Torah Chaim said that what they had in common was the contribution that they made globally to Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu was Kibbal Torah Misinai. Rabbi Yehuda Nasi, the Mishnah. Ravashi, the Gemara and the Teres Chaim says, and it's really based on the shyness of the Rambam, that in order for someone to have undertaken the project of the Mishnayis and the Gemara, it wasn't just necessary for this person to be Torah, but he had a big doula as well. Because it required a lot of resources and hiring people and putting teams together. That's what Teres Chaim says. And it, for that, it required gedula, and that's why it's Davka, Moshe, Rabbi Huda Nasi, and Ravashi. It's them three that are Torah, Gedula, B'makamecha. But just to come full circle with this entire raid by Ulai, Maybe you can say that why did they three have to be Torah v'gedula b'makam echad? Because in order for someone to write the Mishnah of Yudanasi, it was necessary for him to have Torah, but it was also necessary for it to be done beruach hakodesh to move on, and it was necessary for him to have nevuah sachachamim. Because if you're not going to have nevuah sachachamim, how could somebody do something like this? Right? We spoke about the Devechaim's tshuva about somebody said that the Archaim wasn't written beruach hakodesh and he's a shaykhit, so we remove him from his post and he said avada the Archaim wasn't written beruach hakodesh. And we spoke about Rashi, how it was written Baruch HaKadosh, 613 Tanesim, and Shev etc., etc. This is the Mishnah. The Mishnah had to have been written in Benavuah And Rav Ashi wrote the Gemara, it had to be written in Benavuah No, if it had to be written in Benavuah that means Rav Yudan Nasi and Rav Ashi and Moshe Rabbeinu, they had to be on the Madrega of Nevoah. In order to be Madrega of Nevoah, what do you have to have? You need Anova, because Anova is Gedoyim Amikulam, pleading Rabbi Shuvah Levi, because it boils down to Anova. Now, if it boils down to Anova, in order for the Anova to be Bishlemus, you have to make sure that this Anova is someone that's tempted to not be an Anova. How were they tempted to not be an Anova? It was Torah v'gedula b'makam echad. Is Yesh Loimad, the Torah v'gedula b'makam echad of Moshe Rabbeinu, Rabbi Yehuda Anasi and Rav Ashi, was the same as the Chacham Giber v'asher that Rabbi Yochanan started today's daf with. That Ein HaKadosh Baruch Hu Mashur Shechinasai El Al Chacham Giber v'asher. And Rabbi Chaim v'asher said, why would they have to have been a Chacham Giber v'asher? This is something, Al Yishal Chacham b'chachmasai. The Teretz says, really, it was all about the Anav. But in order for the Anava to be betachlus or b'shleimus, to merit Ashroi Sashchino of Nevoah Zanavim, you would have to have a shleimus to Ganav. And the only way it could be b'shleimus is if you're tempted with Gaiva. So how you make sure you're tempted with Gaiva? Chachma, Gvura, Ashiros. So, oh, so it's Torah, it, if someone has those magic, and still you're not, that's how you have it. Rabbi Yehuda Nasi, Moshe Rabbi Ravashi, on the same way, they also needed Nevoah. Not Nevoah Zanavim, but B'lashoni Azov Shalom Ramban, above a basket of Yudai They had to come on to Nevoah and in order for them to marry they also needed and the is the fact that they would be anovim. but in order for the anova to be they had to be tempted with the Nesoyen of Gaiva so how were they tempted with the Nesoyen of Gaiva these are the only people in history that had true, true the Torah was necessary to do the job the Gedula was necessary to tempt the Gaiva, so that the Anova would be real Anova. You're going to tell me, what? Gedula? Else the writing? That's Rabbi Yechonon's memory. In a Kaddish Baruch Hu, Mashur Shechinasai, El Al-Chacham Gibavashe, and the way Rabbi Chaim Velazhine explained it. So the Gedula of the Torah of Gedula B'makam Echad was really that Gedula. And the Emma says, Moshe Rabbeinu, we know, was Anami Kaladam. The Misha says at the end of Saita, Misha Meis Rebbe Bakla Anova. You take a see it. Chazal made such a big deal about the Nevoah of Moshe, the Anova of Moshe Kiyadua, the Anova of Rabbi Yehuda Anasi, and really the Torah of Gedula B'makam Echad was all, maybe, maybe, a Hechetimza for them to be Zoycha to the Ruach HaKodesh, the Ashroi Sashchina, that would be necessary for them to undertake this great task.